Oh, we're live. <laughs> Wait for the echo. I'm, I'm, I'm all out of sync. <laughs> I'm just staying on YouTube until I see it. It's so, an odd, odd number on our screen. I can't cope. Oh, God, try... oh, I'm getting faster. Almost. I'm getting faster. Problem is, it starts before I actually before it actually brings up the uh, the thing. <coughs> right, I've got to do a completely different introduction for this one, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, there we go. Robin's tweeting about us, um, texting about us. So we are live, and it is just the three of us, as you will tell from the title. So different intro tonight, rather than me doing a really short one about whoever it is that's on it's us so we're just going to do a little bit of a podcast because it's the fourth of july we're going to do a really long intro about yourself yeah, I'm gonna do a really long one i'm going to do a 20 minute intro <laughs> <laughs> and then we haven't got a podcast oh, it's all um, the things I like about myself yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> be self-indulgent as usual Go ahead, Pete. tell us a story so anyway yeah it's fourth of july weekend in the states so we can't get anyone to come on so uh, we're doing one just with us and a few people said they wanted us to do one just with us. So we asked them to ask us some questions and no one said anything. So now we're just stuck. <laughs> yeah, so if you hear lots of, yeah, if you're on the audio version, you hear lots of long blank pauses. That's because we haven't got anything to say. And we that's the fourth person to say something. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. So anybody on YouTube live that wants to ask some questions, if anyone actually comes on. Um, <laughs> feel free to jump on and ask us some questions that will help tear us up get us going i have got some things in the bag just in case um so if you're watching say hi on youtube if you're listening on audio obviously you can't say so thanks and if it's students that are not not confident asking questions on uh, on on youtube feel free to ask it on the group channel i'll uh, i'll keep my eye on it there you go yeah we've got whatsapp so there's one of those pauses. See how long we can eke out the pauses for. I know, yeah, it's because I keep flicking between YouTube and uh, Zoom as well. That's going to make it more complicated. So, so Rob, <laughs> let's let's learn a bit about you now because you don't say much through the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I like to. I've got two ears and one mouth. I like to use them in that ratio. <laughs> All right. What's what's been the highlight of the thirteen to this point in time? The highlight of the thirteen podcast. Yeah, mm. tricky one. I like them all, and I know it's a real sort of weasel way of getting out of it. But it, <laughs> it, sit down and chat with different people. You know, some some of the people we've spoken to before, um, others we, we met them, you know, two minutes before going on, you know, going live. So uh, it's been cool. It's um, it's been nice that everyone's come together and just kind of said yes and jumped in and sort of helped us out. Been willing to chat. It's nice to see that the um, the jujitsu family community, whatever you want to kind of call it, um, everyone speaks the same language. You guys? <laughs> what about you guys? No, I've liked it. Same reasons. I like I like the fact that everyone's just um, jumped on and, and done it for us. And I don't know. If, I don't want us to go episode by episode because that will bore the pants off everyone. But it's um, I like. Alex's one was super um, detailed, but also quite was interesting to listen to. So it wasn't like it was that was kind of our opening gambit. 
it was such a good first episode because it was so um, detailed. And it, I think it gave us a little head start in terms of what stuff we could talk about with other people as well. Because he just, I think someone said it in the comments, he just kind of picked it up and ran with it. That he then it then meant we had like stuff that we could then talk about in future episodes because he'd just kind of nailed it in terms of the philosophy and talking about concepts and things that we were going to ask him anyway. He mentioned without us even having to ask them a lot of the time, and it just set us up for all the others. So I feel like that one kind of springboarded the rest of them because then we could ask kind of okay, well he said this. What do you think about the same thing? Yeah. Which we can come back to, and then they yeah they all kind of just rolled from there. I thought Rob was going to single out that Alex one as one of his favourites because there was that meeting of um, scientific minds. <laughs> Although Rob wouldn't have given that away on the podcast at all, I could listening to Alex talk. It was it was like hearing some of the things that Rob says in class sometimes, and I was like, "Whoa, these these guys are quite alike." <laughs> it's software. It's just software. Yeah, it's just the software. Ones and noughts. Yeah, I guess that's quite a good point, actually, isn't it? Is, is the fact that um, we, we we've had a couple of kind of questions in the bag for people, but, but for the most part, they've kind of either gone off tangentially and sort of spoken about something kind of cool and interesting without any prompting, or they've answered the question that we were going to ask anyway. Yeah. Or yeah. Bill asks it two milliseconds before I'm about to say something. <laughs> you always claim that, Rob. I'm not so sure. <laughs> Bill reads my mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, what the highlight for me was. I think there was some really, really cool bits. I don't know why. I mean, obviously, we've met Haldor so many, many times before, but talking with him on Zoom, it was that kind of that, that I had that realization that I'm still trying too hard, um, you know, not to lose yeah. Yeah, stupidly. So that was like kind of a, a kind of an awakening moment for me. Um, I think I'd love to train with Bill Jones. Because I've got the, the impression from, from, from talking with him that my jiu-jitsu would be quite a lot like his. So I think we'll probably quite learn quite a lot from Bill. Um, but, uh, so many good bits. The connection that Alex spoke of. Keith, just amazing, you know, just his, his enthusiasm for it all. Um, and I think he's got a really cool study with all of those Marvel characters up on the wall. So that, I know. That stuck in my mind. No, there's so so many good bits, and then and and just like you say, the opportunity to sit down and talk to all of those great great people, and Master Sour, you know, yeah. hour and a half with Master Sour is amazing. There you go. There you go. There you go. Joe's picture of him and Master Sour to camera for those on audio. <laughs> <laughs> the audio describer version. Yeah, the audio describer version. I think almost as well, again, we peaked a bit soon with Master Sal, didn't we? We were, we were so early in, what was it, episode, what was it, three? Five. Five, sorry, five. So, yeah, that was really early to get someone that amazing on. And... Can't forget Benji either. I definitely want to go to the Caribbean and uh, and, and go and meet Benji. That was, that. you know, he sounds, sounds like a, such a cool dude. Um and the different martial arts that he does as well. I'd love to. I'd love to get out to Trinidad and Tobago. That looks cool. I just don't know how on earth I'm going to afford this um, this jiu-jitsu road trip that's going to take in, you know, all of the all of the world. Whatever you do, just don't get anybody in uh, in in I don't know the Arctic Circle or something because we're just going to have to go everywhere. Even if you say just like America, you could you could spend a month easily. I don't know. Yeah. 
done that a while ago. Yeah, it's just great. It's just get that RV and we'll just drive around. Every time I see I think of RVs, I'm thinking about um, Meet the Parents. <laughs> what was that? See this film film quotes again. I just don't remember films. <laughs> Meet yeah. the fuckers. Yeah, we need the uh, the what is it? Killing Dad, the Bradley Walsh one. We need that RV. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I keep thinking of every week that comes on the TV, and I, I think, oh God, I need to go on a big big jujitsu road trip. It looks like one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be perfect. How do, I, how do I take a mini retirement? Yeah, before take I'm too old to actually train. Will they let you take a sabbatical? Yeah. One day, maybe. 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 You never know. Oh, look, Nicola's online. Any, any Nicola questions? said hi. No, she, says she hasn't got any questions, but she says hi. So that's good. Yeah. We've got someone watching. Pete, what's, what's, the next, uh, what's the next topic for conversation on your uh, piece of paper? I've got a few, actually. Good. I was just thinking about... I was, before we jump off that, I was thinking about the common thread as well. I was going to say the other nice thing about all of them is they've all said the same thing. So we've had that common thread of concepts, but everyone's explained it completely different. Yeah. To correct my grammar. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's been completely different about how they've explained that idea of concepts. And that's the bit I've got a lot out of is that idea of crossing over. It's like this imaginary barrier that you cross over between learning technique and then just being able to use concepts to create things or not worry about the move but using the concepts but I was yeah. thinking about this and I still I and this is me thinking about my when I did jiu-jitsu a long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy far far away that I think of individual bits of techniques to apply them in into whole moves, not necessarily the set moves. I think that makes sense. No, I'll make it. So like you were talking the other day, it was a perfect example. And again, if you haven't seen the move, it's not gonna really make a lot of sense, but we were doing a near side, you were doing, we were talking about the near side arm trap, using your legs and your feet to trap the near side arm when you're in side control. Yeah. And then attacking the far right. arm, sorry. Bit series. Yeah. And we were talking about it and I was saying, look, I don't really remember the full series of the version you were showing, but I remember part of the version that Alex was showing us from the Neon Belly stuff. Yeah. And I remember the trap, some of the trap. And then when you showed it again, I remember the wrist grab that Alan showed us and all those bits and pieces. And I realized that I use that first section of that move to do other things. Mm. So it's applying the concept of that trapping the near side arm to allow you freedom to do something on the other side. So I am thinking about a move but I'm also thinking about the concept as well. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. But that's what no. I'll try and ask someone next time is about, is it bits of moves that you then apply into concepts to then give you whole moves? I think it's, there's, there's a couple of things there, isn't there? Because it kind of goes back to what Mike Horahan was saying um, whenever, last time, maybe the time before that he was over. Uh, he was talking about, you know, like having having an answer for all the bits. So after a while, you see something that's like a chunk, and you see it, you see it in a more granular fashion, and you start dealing with it in those kind of smaller, smaller pieces. And I think that's really all you're really kind of describing, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. not a move anymore; it's its constituent parts. It's like um, 
it's like the it's like the the other thing I was going to say. It's like the like the alphabet and the writing analogy, isn't it? Start with is kind of A B C, and someone might give you a word like the dog or whatever, you know. After a while, you can go actually look. I can take those same letters and I can put I can rearrange them into a different order. Look, it's a different word, you know. Yeah. But you need to like the dog ran. You know, you kind of need that to start off with. Who was it? There was two who talked about um, because that's what has always resonated with me, and that's the way my brain works when I'm doing it. Who said was it Cam that talked about flowchart almost? I can't, who was it that said about flowchart? I can't. Someone will remember. I think um, Cam was talking about um, was it like a system, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the flowchart, and yeah. it, it was like, like getting safe in your position, and then yielding, and then and then you know, then submitting. That, that that really stuck with me. Yeah. And that's how my brain works when I go from position to position. So it's like I open a, uh, however you want to think about it, like a Rolodex or a flow chart that then kind of blows out afterwards once I get to the position. So I go, say, mount, and I go mount position, and then my mount flow chart pops into my head. Like almost literally like that as well, like a pictorial, because I'm visual. A pictorial of you can do this 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 and this so there's like these five things that will pop into my head depending on what the other person's doing and then they'll move and that changes it slightly and then the next flow chart boom, pops up and it's this 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 and this so i kind of think about it that way that's how it goes through my brain when i'm doing it and then i've got you kind of look, almost got like like layers of flow charts above and all they yeah the move as they do something the two flow charts align you just jump across one slice yeah yeah but then you're doing this because different things are happening yeah and that's genuinely the picture in my brain if i'm rolling really well that boom it's like those fractal you know yeah. it's like rogan talking about dmt that fractal thing where it just goes poof and just explodes into this little picture in my head i'm letting you everyone into my stupid brain and explodes into this little picture in my head of you got this, this, and this. And then again, I zoom into that particular move and it boom goes out again. And then I've got that little one that Bill talks about, which is that little one where it's grayed out. And I don't know what it is yet, but if I jump that way and throw my head in that direction, it might happen. What happens when I do that? It's the question mark one. Well, you've got uh, to jump to a jump to another position or another flow chart. You just it's like pot luck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what happens if I throw my head that way? Or what happens if I dive on that leg over there? I've got a flow chart for that one. So, so I'm, I'm completely the opposite. I'm, I'm like, they teach it this way for a reason. You know, you have to do the move in this order because that's what's going to make it work with as little opportunity of it, of it going wrong as possible. Therefore, I have to start from this position, build it in these number of steps. And I think that's what... But that's that thing we're saying, isn't it? That's like you know, you learn the you learn the sentence as one thing because it makes it makes sense. It it kind of you know it does what it's supposed to do. But after a while, it just goes, and you yeah, can just you know. I think so, and I think you know when when you're playing, and that's the thing, isn't it? Playing versus um, you know trying not to lose. I think um, yeah, you've done it for long enough now to know that what to do from different positions. You don't always have to start from, you know, the bottom of the ladder. You can jump on halfway up, sort of thing. You can, you can, yeah, you can do whatever whatever's there and whatever's available. Um, I guess just for for too long, I've been thinking about it in uh, 
in that kind of like uh, fundamentals or foundations. It's like a builder. I can't possibly build a build a you know a, a wall on that without having put my body in the right place and put the foundations in place first. You know, but you've it, done you know, foundations are there because you've done it in that. No, exactly. So I think yeah, it's um, what is it? Be be a bit more free with it now. Um, yeah. Explore a little bit. Bit, 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 be a bit more artistic. I think it, it's a bit like the analogy that uh, Pete and I spoke about before about like um, like athletic development and stuff. It's like trying to make the bottom of your pyramid as wide as possible, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so those, that, when you call them foundations, that's legitimate. You know, it's, that, that's exactly what it is, isn't it? You're trying to put the footings in as kind of wide as possible because that means your pyramid can go higher. Yeah. Actually, you just thought of another highlight it was like two days after we spoke to mark quickbro and uh we were, we were doing the kids class weren't we pete and and right at the end messing around and, and <laughs> i don't know how it happened but i nearly commuted aaron from under mount <laughs> it was like oh my god there is one we need to try and work on this and show mark <laughs> i forgot what we did as well there was something oh i know what it was it was a it was from an americana escape <laughs> It was from the Americana escape from under the armpit to drive them away, which gives you a chance to catch the arm as they bring themselves back because they, and then you use it to trap and roll. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't a pure yeah, Camaro, was it? Yeah, it wasn't a pure no, Camaro. That was the kind of the setup in order to just allow me to kind of like hook the top, top half of his arm. But then once you've got that, you can, you, yeah. Depends where their their bottom of their arm is. You can you can kind of almost mirror them out out out. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was hilarious. It was like there is one, <laughs> there is one. So yeah, if anyone hasn't heard that, Mark told a great story on the pod on his podcast. So go back and listen to that about camouring from underneath the mount. And yeah, I won't give away the story, but go back and listen to that. So we've been searching for the elusive camura from underneath mount. <laughs> I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. And we were playing with an idea. So, yeah, yeah, go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. I think if we ever get one working well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll name it Mark. <laughs> Good crow. And I name him Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think the foundations are important, but obviously are important. But, uh, yeah, I think you've already got them down, Bill. You probably have them more automatic than you think you have them if you know what I mean no oh yeah no I, I know what you mean I just yeah it's I, I think yeah we, we've spoken about it I think on some of the podcasts about like the different ways in which everybody like spars roles I think you're you're a lot more free with with your jiu-jitsu Rob is I would say like more like a metronome he's, he's like everything is there's not a, there's not a, a millimeters gap everything's like it's like like it says on the tin you know um and i think i don't think i've, I've, I've like, i don't know over the years i don't think i knew enough to be able to be as like free and as maybe as flexible as you are pete so i think i've always like tried to kind of like copy rob a bit more i think um which is where that trying to do the moves the right way you know comes from um, I'm going to let go now. I'm going to let it go. Let it go. <laughs> but I think, Bill, you say that, but like, if I'm doing something really sort of, you know, like, like that metronome, it isn't always the same move that I started. Mm. You know what I mean? So 
it, you, you'd recognise pretty much every little constituent part. But it's not, um, I didn't go right at the beginning, this is step one, I've gone through all 10 steps. Well, I might have gone step one, two, three, oh, we've done something else. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, and you see like little hooks and stuff. Oh, I recognise that position, I can do a sweep from there. You know? Just however you end up getting there. So, yeah, when we eventually do get back to rolling, I'm going to be unpredictable. That's what I promise you guys. I'm going to be unpredictable. We'll all be unpredictable. We won't remember anything. So it's like, oh, it'll be a surprise to us, let alone anybody else. <laughs> but that's got to be, I'm fat, like, I'm genuinely fascinated by how people think when they're sport in general, but obviously jiu-jitsu, because it's, I feel like out of everything I've ever done, it's the most complex of a problem compared to, you know, I don't know, anything, basketball, whatever, rugby, tennis. I feel like jiu-jitsu is the most complex. But I'm fascinated by how everyone thinks about it and how everyone else thinks about it rather than, because obviously you know how you think about it. Articulating it's different, but how you think about it is always clear, but it's like how other people think about it and how they put it together um, to understand if you can understand that, then I think you get a better picture of how to do it as well. Uh, definitely. Yeah, I'm just fascinated at what people's thoughts are. And then the best time when you roll is when you, yeah, like everything else, when you're in that flow state and you're not even thinking about it. You know how I got into the, introduced to flow state? I never really thought, I've done it before, but never yeah. really thought about it. Playing Gran Turismo. It's yeah, when you, you've got a controller in your hand and you, and you just think you're the car. Yeah. And it, it, someone said it to me once. I went, yeah. And, it, yeah, and then that I fully appreciated what it was. Not you know to the extent of what it could do, but um, you know that was my that was my introduction to what kind of a flow state is. Because you forget after a while, you just think you know you you are driving the thing around. You know, Haldor's just asked the question. What's he said? How's the weather? How's the weather? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dark and, dark and stormy, Haldor, like a pint of Guinness. Well, we'll just we'll just wait five minutes and it will change. Yeah, but it is, it's genuinely dark and stormy, like a pint of Guinness. It is. Rob, Rob so, got a bit excited earlier um, to Haldor. Um, there was a, an announcement to say that we could go to Iceland without having to quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Quite it's going that way because I think going to Iceland, we're still going to have the uh, like the swab and all that stuff he was telling us about before. But it's more, it's for him coming here. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got a quarantine when he comes in now. Did you hear that, Aldo? <laughs> it means you don't have to stay for two whole weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically. As much as, yeah, it'd be nice. I think he might have to go and do some work at some point, you know? Um, yeah. So, uh, Sophie's asked a question, which actually I'd written down. Thank you, Sophie. It's one I'd written down to talk about later, actually. So we'll come back to that for sure. Um, I'm interested in what triggers that flow state as well. So I worked out ages ago. I was struggling before lockdown, obviously. Um, and we would, it was ages, it was a long time ago, but it was, it was probably, I don't know, about a month before we had to stop, maybe a bit more. And I was really struggling and hopefully it will kind of, resonate with other people sort of our guys or anyone else listening that's sort of white belt or whatever that you get these plateaus right we've always talked about them loads as you get these plateaus of stuff where you, you're doing great and you're flying and you feel like you're getting better and better and better every session 
and then you just plateau out and then sometimes you feel like you drop backwards rather than plateau out and we all know that that's not the case it's just every you plateau a little bit and everyone else carries on getting better so you feel you've got worse when and you also have, you realize you know you know you know more that you know less if, you know your, your appreciation of what you don't know goes up so, you, so relatively you feel like you know less yeah yeah exactly yeah um and i felt like i was and i you know obviously seen it so many times before that it didn't it doesn't bother me particularly anymore but i felt like i I was stuck and I just wasn't getting anything to work. And then we did that drill. You introduced it at the end, Rob. So if you haven't done this, then try it, where we just did position for position. So one goes, you go, then I go. You go, then I go. And all we're doing is just moving through position. So you kind of, it's the beginnings of flow rolling without, you know, but you've got breaks, obviously, as you switch over. Whereas when you flow roll, you kind of have to communicate it without, thinking about it and you kind of go position for position and move for move but you do it without it with it being continuous and as soon as we did that drill I just relaxed and I realized and I didn't even know that I'd been that tense the weeks before but as soon as we did that drill I just relaxed and just started flowing with it and then we went into rounds of just rolling and straight after that it was all easy again and I was just, you know, on a flyer again because I just, but you don't even realize your tents. So yeah. those kind of flow, you know, move for move things. If you're struggling, then, you know, guys listening, if you're struggling, then I've found that helped me with my plateaus and get into the flow state as well. So that when they when they went to the rolling, I was, I was good to go because I'd, I'd kind of got rid of all that other, it's probably what you were saying as well, Bill, about that. You've got to do, uh, trying not to lose or trying, you know, trying too hard. As soon yeah. as you got into that, you know, move for move drill, that all disappeared. And then as soon as you went to the rolling, it dropped me straight into that flow state because I wasn't thinking about submissions or anything else anymore. I was just thinking about position for position for making it smooth and flow rather than worrying about everything else. And then it was just felt like a piece of cake for about five minutes and then it went all wrong but but in everything you just said it's it's all about letting go isn't it on, on lots of different facets it's letting go of caring whether you win or you lose letting go on what position do i go to next you can't get that you, you lose that kind of hesitance it's kind of um what was the other one you said it's also letting go it's um it'll come back to me in a minute but yeah pretty much everything it's not winning or losing in the gym is it? it's learning Oh, that was it. Don't, you know, let go of worrying about getting into a flow state. <laughs> What's the biggest thing that's going to stop you getting into some kind of flow? Is worrying that you're not getting into some kind of flow. Yeah, yeah. How could I have forgotten Luis Heredia? But whenever anyone says to me now about, oh, I'm struggling, you know, I'm not getting any better, I always just think of that picture that he's got, you know, in his academy, believe in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> and it is, you've just got to believe in the process. And, and I think Keith Owen as well, you know talks about it you know it's, it's hard it is hard and, and it you know if you I don't know if you go through your jiu-jitsu and you don't have those days weeks months or whatever where you're thinking my god I want to quit or you know why, why, why haven't I quit or whatever um it's like you're not doing jiu-jitsu actually because I think that's that's part of it it's, it's that it's that training your brain not to you know not to have that 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 ego we say ego but I don't know if there's a better word for it but yeah yeah, I think it's designed. It's supposed to be hard. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
you need is not going to taste good sometimes, you know. But, you know, stick at it and then it does come good in the end. Yeah. It actually comes good so much more along the way. There is no end. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've said that to a few people before. It's like, me, I'm not particularly a person of faith, as it were. Um, but I, I, when, when you say, like, believe in jiu-jitsu, it's more like trust the person that's done it before. Yeah. I'll trust someone more than I'll have faith in them, if, you, if, that, kind of, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you can trust the people that are, have already kind of trod the same path, you know? It's trust the process, isn't it? It's trust that, yeah. you, and kind of we say, yeah, just keep showing up, and you'll get good. Like you know, you show up, you'll get good. It, it might better, <laughs> better, yeah, better. But yeah, it's exactly that, isn't it? It's, it's all relative, Rob. Good, you're still good compared to the person sat on the couch. Okay, Bill. <laughs> that, you're right now. <laughs> that's me at the moment. I'm sat on the couch. <laughs> That's me as well. That's where I am every Friday night <laughs> doing these podcasts. Quite literally sat on the couch. With, yeah. Tell you one thing that has stood out for me though over the last three months, just how humble everyone is as well. I've not met like, you know, not met a, you know, a, a, a jiu-jitsu black belt, you know, a, a Gracie jiu-jitsu black belt that's not um, super humble. Um yeah, restores your faith in humanity. <laughs> but but that's that medicine. The medicine did them some good, you know. If they mm. weren't like that off with, they are now. Yeah. You know, even Master Sauer talks about it. You know, he 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 he, he talks badly of how he was when he was a kid. You know. Yeah. I won't I won't get into the profanity which he <laughs> which he calls himself, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting story. It's like it's 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 it's, it's, it's it molds people, right? Mm -hmm. yeah what are you looking forward to most oh me or pete either just getting back to some sort of semblance of normality <laughs> it's 100 days now isn't it i think yeah i think it's over i think it's 100 days on the second yeah i think i'm going to the second i think i don't know should have done a video documentary you know that 127 hours you know when the bloke ends up cutting his arm off it's getting close. Each day, you're like you're getting more and more twitchy. <laughs> what's, what's, what's Rob going to do? What's he going to do next? Yeah. At what point do I have to cut my arm off to escape? I think I think we've we've said this before, haven't we, Pete? It's that kind of like, um, like what you know, us as us three, to, to some, you know, to more or less an extent. What do we do? What 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 is our? What do we spend all of our non-work, you know, non-working life doing? Jiu-jitsu. So when they say you can you can you can go to the cinema, you can go to a pub, blah, 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 blah. it's like so. I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's superfluous to everything else, isn't it? That's that's the bit we do when we've got time in between jujitsu. I don't even do it then. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, the only, huh? only time he goes out for dinner is when he's entertaining somebody in relation to jujitsu. Oh, <laughs> oh Claire. Claire does jujitsu now, Rob, so you can take her out for dinner. But that, that causes problems as well as it, you know, as well as it solves them. Because now, we, now when we do get back to normal, we've got to find childcare two or three times a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've almost forgot. This is the danger, isn't it, as well? I've almost forgotten what it's what normal is. Yeah. I've almost kind of got to the point where I'm like, what was jiu-jitsu like again? What was that like doing these classes every week? 
and luckily we've had that routine of doing the online stuff to keep it kind of the schedule yeah it's bookmarked in your head isn't it yeah yeah it's bookmarked in my head and the kids are always refreshing i always have a good laugh because <laughs> i don't have to stress about <laughs> i don't have to stress about um yeah one of the kids demoing or anything so yeah it's a bit easier for me but yeah I, and sometimes i genuinely go into them thinking okay not not just got to get through this but okay i've got you know it's it i feel the pressure of making it entertaining i think that's the right word i think i feel sometimes i go into kids classes sort of an hour before and i'm kind of i've been planning i've been racking my brains all day as to what new little drill can we do to make it fun what new little thing can we do to make it entertaining and how am i going to make this fun for them for the 45 minutes without it you know getting stale and so sometimes i feel the pressure of it a little bit but once we get into it and get going kind of again like everything it just kind of disappears a little bit and you just kind of have fun doing it but yeah there are some times where you think okay another zoom class how do i make this a bit different to keep them engaged yeah. i think we've just about managed it i think yeah i think we've just about <clears throat> it's funny though with the kids you see them going through like phases themselves you know at the moment connor just will not look at a computer screen like like a, a laptop he's just like done of, of like classes and learning and school zoom classes with his friends at school and whatever else he's just he's had enough i think of looking at faces in boxes on 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 the, on the tv so, yeah. so yeah you can't you can't um you can't account for what they're going through either bless them you think that will yeah. deregulate their uh, interest in technology you think that will push them the opposite direction i did see something about that actually i, can't, I didn't read the article but i did see something go, you know uh, that said something about that it just it kind of it reinforces um the need for kind of like social contact in in that kind of generation that is you know constantly electronically connected yeah and what better than that than jiu-jitsu face to face i don't know whether they're old enough necessarily to be able to articulate that but i do think that they they will um they'll be more inclined to actually spend you know real time with real people as soon as they get a chance yeah, I, mean, I, I, I feel like that to myself to, to an extent. You know, like we've said before, I'm very selectively social, but it does make you, you know, when you can't go and just pop out and go and see someone, like you know, it's. You, you, I think it's going to make you, um, yeah, it sounds a bit kind of cliche, but make you feel a bit more grateful for when mm-hmm. you are able to do it, and a bit more mindful of the fact that you have got that privilege to be able to do it. You know. Yeah. No, definitely. I think it's going to make me more selective about what I do. I think actually, and I don't think it will narrow my field of what I do, but I think it's going to make me a lot more, um, yeah, selective, not self, selfish is the wrong word, but a lot more selective about, I'll be less tolerant of wasted, like wasting time on things I don't want to do. And I was already, <laughs> I was already what, what were you wasting time doing before, Pete? sorts of things <laughs> i don't know i just think i think i'll be very low tolerance of activities i don't want to do and i was already like that anyway i've always been like that i've always whenever i've done a job or whatever i've always thought no this can't be it for the rest of my life this isn't this isn't it kind of thing i've never had that stable satisfaction of anything other than jiu-jitsu 
to be fair, and, and personal training as well. But that stable satisfaction of, yeah, I could do this for the rest of my life. Okay, I think the thing is there, when you are doing that, that when you, it, it, maybe I'm reading it wrong, but this is how maybe I feel, you're happy to be stable in something because the purpose of what that thing is, is development. Hmm. Yeah. It, you again, know? It's got to be the right, it's got to be the right thing. So I won't call out any of my previous roles, but <laughs> yeah, you know what they are. And in any of them, I mean, not just my most recent ones, you know, before that. And I just, I've always just sat there and gone, yeah, this is okay, but I'm not happy with okay. Yeah. And I've never been happy with okay. And it's it's a blessing and a curse in that it means that I'll sort of push to do other things, but it's also bad because it means it can lead to what looks like quite a short attention span sometimes. Sorry, what? <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Yeah, it just leads to an ultra short attention span for things. It's more work related than anything else, but yeah, I'm not very good at doing things. I'm not very good at hiding the fact that if I don't like doing something, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a four year old essentially. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. So when I see the kids like linking back to kids on Zoom classes, when I see the kids having their, I don't want to do it, I kind of, I kind of, I can get it. I can, I can understand where they're coming from. There you go. So jujitsu is the only thing that's made me think I could do that forever. No problem. Yeah. Because it's not always think tiny little increments, tiny little, you know, getting better always. Yeah. Yeah. And and it fulfills a lot of Yeah. Yeah. And it fulfills that thing that I like. It fulfills all the little things. It ticks all the little boxes that I like. So it's got a level of physical challenge in it. It's got the self-defense combat-y, sort of the martial side of it, which I've always enjoyed, um, but under control. And it's got the self personal development side of it where you're never, you're never good enough. There's always someone, you know, there's always someone better. There's always someone going to beat you on every night, even if you try your best. You know, that's just what it is. So there's always that, you know, Rob and I talked about this about always looking for the next mountain to climb. Well, that's that, you know, you're never going to not get that in Jiu Jitsu. So it kind of ticks all these little boxes that I don't think very many other things do. No. Especially even other martial arts. Like kickboxing got boring after a while. What do you do with it? it, it that was always the thing with, with kickboxing and stuff. What do you do with it? Like, you can do it for the art. I quite, you know, like, that's i still do some of these things you know I, I, not as much as i did clearly but like it's cool it's just movement and i like movement and i like you know i like the you know smacking the pads a little bit you know that type of thing but where does it go you all you can do is get slightly sharper at this that or the other or learn like your one thousandth one thousandth combo there is no unless you want to compete but that's a lifespan. That's got you know. That's only, that's only got a certain amount of time you can do that for, really. Mm-hmm. Did you ever compete in any of your arts, Rob? No, I did a couple of like kickboxing bouts, like um, like open competitions. I just don't like it. I just don't like competition. I like like, like the play aspect of it. If if you know, if you know what I mean, it just seemed like um, like uh, uh, and we did it before, didn't we, Pete? When we brought big people for jujitsu, you, you you can end up travelling for sort of. I don't know, best part, three, four hours, get about 15 minutes of sort of time on the mat, if that. 
Um, and then you got to drive three or four hours home. Yeah. That's, that's like, I haven't got time for that. Yeah. You'd be insensitive with using your time in future. Yeah, absolutely. And that is, like when people say, oh, you should compete and things like that. Great. I've enjoyed it when I've done it and I've not enjoyed it when I've done it. I've had both sides of it where I've hated it simultaneously and loved it, you know, other times. It is. It's that thing. And I've taken kickboxers and tie boxers to competitions and we have done that and we've driven three or four hours, stood around for five hours and then them not get about. And then I've drive three hours home again, you know, because the promoters are rubbish or, you know, they haven't done it, you know. Oh, yeah, you can go against this guy that's like five stone heavier than the person you were supposed to be, you know, fighting against. No. No, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, yeah. And jiu-jitsu is the same, you know. It, not so much at the lower ranks, you'll always get uh, matches. But as people go up, I've seen sort of brown belts turn up to compete and just gone home again because there's no one in their bracket. You know, there's no one at their belt level to compete against. And same when I did judo, you know, black belts used to turn up to um, judo competitions to potentially get points for their first degree and second degree and things like that with the BJA and then stood around all day and not got a match because no other black belts had turned up to that competition, you know. It's just um, it's just the way of competition when it's amateur rather than professional and it's not, you know, and it, Again, it's not necessarily the promoter's fault. It's not really, you know, a lot of the time it's not anybody's fault. They get people say they're going to turn up, they don't show up, all of this stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's a funny game to play, the competition scene. And some people love it and they think that, you know, there is that thing out there where they say you haven't done jiu-jitsu if you haven't competed. But I think that's nonsense, to be honest. But, yeah. yeah. Wait for the wave of hate. Yeah, <laughs> direction. I think the, the other thing is obviously you compare it to some of the other martial arts stuff, maybe slightly less combative stuff. Like, I've done plenty of other bits and pieces as well, you know. But I think that the, the payoff with jiu-jitsu is just so much quicker in terms of that initial kind of getting to a level where you're semi-competent is so much quicker than sort of other arts. Yeah. And, and the best thing of it is that maybe it's because of, but also the, the fallout of age, you get to you get to practice it live every class, or you know, you've got the opportunity to generally, and and it, and it keeps you honest. You know, yeah. I, think, I think that's one of my main draws to jujitsu now over most stuff is the fact it keeps you honest. It's like you, you can you you can do it, you can do the right thing at the right time, make it work, or you don't, or you can't. It, you see a lot of um, a lot of kind of people kind of put put themselves almost on pedestals with, with other arts because there's, 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 they can just, oh, well, I can do this. It's like um, Eddie was saying, wasn't it, about the, uh, the guy last week, oh, no, if I, if I did, it's too deadly, I can't show you. And, and that's, a, that's an extreme example, but you see that a lot, just in a much kind of lower form all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And we get to practice that whole thing of someone says, well, yeah, I'd, you know, yeah, but I'd try and punch you here. And you go, okay, let's try it. And you can, you can, got a point. yeah, yeah, you might be right. Okay, let's try it and let's see. Let's see, you know, let's see what happens. And you can drill it and go, oh, yeah, no, that works. Oh, no, it doesn't work. But yeah, you're right. You get to test it full on rather than. But jujitsu is almost cheating when somebody's trying to hit you. Yeah. 
That's the bit that kind of blows my mind because not most, and this is I guess you know it's it's hard you know to introduce people to jujitsu like for, for people walking in maybe trying their first martial art you know they don't want to put gloves on and I don't want that that fear of like you put the gloves on oh I might get punched you know so you you introduce them in a in a much more kind of slow more more safe manner but then what they're doing is jujitsu against jujitsu which is actually quite hard. The second you put a glove on and you tell somebody like try and hit, like like not you know you don't have to be like putting dents in people's heads, but the second somebody's like posturing to try and hit you, it's cheating. Jiu-jitsu is just cheating. It yeah. genuinely is a superpower, and it's uh, yeah. But I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can necessarily show people that on day one. Um, no. So uh, yeah, for anyone that's listening, that's maybe you know having one of those little crises, you know, should I, shouldn't I, keep going because it it does yeah. just keep getting better and better and better. Yeah, there's layers to that. You know, every time you take a layer off and you think you got somewhere, it's like a Russian doll. There's a there's another one inside. Yeah, there's another problem in there, and there's the other thing as well with the when you put the gloves on and we work with the gloves on, it's hard to be a a real bad guy. It's hard to not do jujitsu. Like you put the gloves on and go right. I'm going to go crazy and punch you, punch you like I don't know anything, and it's hard not to do jujitsu. I watch, you know, when I'm, we're doing the classes and I watch people and I'm like, yeah, but you're half doing jujitsu. You're still, you can't stop it, which is good because that means it's ingrained. But you can't stop it. I find it quite easy to forget, Pete. <laughs> what we need to do before we do it is we need to play the uh, the the Dennis Penis thing that he did. Of this is how you fight. So <laughs> you fight twenty guys <laughs> and play them that. And go right. Do that. Whatever he's doing, do that. <laughs> Start windmilling. <laughs> That's going to scare him off with more than anything else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're back to last night's quiz. So, <laughs> oh dear. So, hang on. What's Nicola? Uh, Ah, oh, that's very nice, Nicholas. Nicholas just said we're doing an amazing job with the Zoom classes. Thank you all. We, we haven't paid her to say that, by the way. We haven't paid her to say that, everybody. Yeah, she's just said that off her own back. Thank you very much. Nicola, you'll learn one thing about me and Robin, and I'm sure Bill as well, that, yeah, we Bill was talking about the other day, that nothing's ever good enough. So even if we think we're doing it amazingly, we won't ever think that, and we won't ever be any good at yeah, thinking it's any good. It's, it's, it's an affliction, isn't it, Pete? We, we, we were having this conversation with Alan last time he was over. It's, it's yeah. just... It's what, it's what keeps you going forward, but it also it means you're, like... It's, you know, be, being happy. You know, it's almost like... A, it almost feels like happy feels like complacency to me. Yes, yeah. and the curse. Yeah. 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 Those successes, they last a second, where some people like ride off of the back of a little wind for you know a week, a month, or whatever. It's yeah. like a fleet, fleeting, you know, little glimmer of like, oh, but yeah, but no, I've got to do this now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, oh, right, let's do something else. Um, yeah. But I think that's that that point we've also spoken about, Pete, isn't it? It's about um, oh, we said about never being happy. Yeah, but it's that thing about as long as I how I get some kind of um, you know solace from it is almost like. As long as I know I'm heading in the right direction or heading in the best direction I know as of now, so that can change, but you know, heading in the best way I know now, and I feel that I'm kind of making even minuscule progress in that direction, I'm kind of happy enough to be where I am because it's a it's a checkpoint to get to the next place. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, checkpoints are a good way of thinking about it. I think about it like checkpoints. I kind of, yeah, go to the checkpoints, the mount, yeah, or the mountain, go to the checkpoint and go, oh, great, two seconds later. Okay, what's next? It's, uh, yeah, it's the uncomfortable. Like celebrate your success a little bit more that way. Yeah. Not yeah. much. I, I need other people yeah. to remind me of it as well. Yeah. I'm not very good at remembering it myself. So I go, oh, that was a bit rubbish. And then someone goes, yeah, but you, you achieved that and that and that. And that's, you know, more than, you know, whatever. I don't know whether that's more, you know, more than somebody else has done or whatever. That doesn't bother me so much because, again, that's the other thing. It doesn't bother me what someone else has done other than if I'm trying to beat them. <laughs> if I'm trying to beat them, then it does matter what someone else has done. But it's, I don't care about the, the level below. See, my life has always been about trying to do it biggest fastest earliest fastest that you know that kind of approach and then i met jiu-jitsu and i actually want it to take forever <laughs> i actually want it to take longer yeah, yeah true I yeah, actually yeah. want it to go slower um and it, it, it you know so it's kind of like the i don't know the yin and the yang it's like it's like the it's like the counterbalance for me in terms of how i approach most things in life and i think it is it is it, you know slows me down gives me a bit of of, of something sensible yeah but I, I don't want to you know I don't know you, you, people walk in how long does it take to get to Black Belt you know I, I don't know might never get there <laughs> I'm, well, I'm happy with that <laughs> yeah I'm definitely happy with that now um, yeah I said uh, the longer the better because I think as well, the longer the better. The, the more you trained, the the kind of the the, the better standard you'll be. Whatever, you know, whatever level you get to, you know. Um, feels like feels like cliche, isn't it? Because you, I genuinely feel like this, and I'm sure a lot of people do. Once they get to, a, you know, probably purple belt and beyond, you kind of go, I don't really care about the belt anymore. And yes, you you know, you, I want to really achieve a black belt, but I only really want to achieve black belt when I feel I'm good enough to achieve a black belt, which will probably be never. But well, I was going to say it's never the way that we're wired, is it? Because yeah. <laughs> I guess that that comes, but that kind of brings in that conversation that's sort of sandbagging. We've, we've, we've had that conversation with you before, haven't we, Bill? You know, it's like at a certain point, you, you need that, you need it as much as you don't feel you do. Look, let the people around you tell you that you deserve it. You know. Yeah. And whether you revel in that or you don't, like if you kind of take that on board and you think that's happy, you're happy about that for a while or you're not or whatever, at some point yes. other people are just going to say, look, this is what needs to be. No, it's, 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 no, it's great. And it does have to happen. You're right. Um, but like you're saying, like you, your own biggest critic, there's always got to be a bit of an improvement. You know, I did my test, but I could have done, you know, all but one thing better, you know. <laughs> you know, it's not just I could have done one thing better. It's could I, there was only one thing I think I did actually quite right, and it sticks in my mind, you know. Yeah. But but you know, so there's always that 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 much better that you can do. But that's that that's that is it. That is that's that's why I'm wearing a purple belt or a blue belt or a white belt is because I'm not at that mastery level, and it's just a, a reflection yeah. of the way. Back to the point about you know, it's just a belt. It's don't don't really. I don't get hung up on it. It's like people say, like, do, do you want, you know, do you, do you want to be, you know, do you want a brown belt or do you want a black belt or whatever? It's like, no, I want to be good enough to, for other people to think that I should have one. But the colour of the belt's nothing. It's what you kind of, 
it's what you've achieved. It's what I say. It's not. Um, it's not what you got getting. You know, it's not. It's not the destination. It's what you got by getting there. It's what you learn along the way. You know, the 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 the, uh, the journey is the destination, and that's that sort of sort of thing. Go down the path of one of those lyric uh, questions, Rob. <laughs> I was trying to think. That sounded like a song. Then the, the words you were reading. Out. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who said it. I don't know who told me. It might have been, it might have been, Rob might have said actually to me, that you've got to have faith in the person, the people. If you've got faith in the ability of the people that are giving you your belt, so you say, I, you know, I trust in Master Sales Jiu-Jitsu, as in I know he knows it inside out, back to front, one of the best practitioners in the world. You know, same Professor Magnello with his Jiu-Jitsu. I know that he knows and he doesn't accept rubbish, you know. He holds his standards very, very high, highly. And so, Grammarly. See what I did there? He, um, so you know that if he awards you your belt, you deserve it. Whether you think you do or not, you have to trust, like you were just saying, you have to trust in the person that's giving you that belt that they know when you're ready. Yeah. That's kind of how I think about it. In that I'm never going to feel like I deserve it. And I, you know, I feel like I put it on. And I feel like I'm an imposter. I get the imposter syndrome for a long time. I've got a real problem now, though, because I can't quit jujitsu because I don't like particularly like the color purple. And I don't like the color brown. <laughs> so, and but my favorite combination of colors is black and red. Um, so I've just got to keep going. I've just got to keep going. There's no choice. <laughs> Someone said it the other day. Uh, actually, it was again overquoted on every podcast in the world. But it was Rogan saying about. Um, he was saying, if you're a purple belt, you're you're a black belt waiting, waiting. You're if you know, or again, other people said it to us as well. You just got to keep going at that point. You know, once you get through to purple belt, then you've you know most of the techniques that you're gonna know. You know, there'll be little ones that will get scattered in there and little flows and things and links and but essentially you you know probably about 99 100 whatever you know moves at that point individual moves if you were to just count up every move you know that you've seen you probably know you know what you need to stay with it now until until you get to that point you know and refining until you get to that point and and let me just clarify when i said i like black and red i wasn't in any way shape or form thinking coral belt <laughs> I'm, I'm way too old for that <laughs> Yeah, I'm never going to make it, unfortunately, unless uh, unless they get the anti-aging stuff going quickly. I'm not making it to coral belt. Yeah. Yeah. seen all these turmeric shots. What's that all about? Turmeric, 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 turmeric. Yeah. Uh, anti-inflammatory. That might help me, but only only when mixed with peppering. Which is black pepper to you and I, Bill. Black pepper. I get a lot of black pepper. But, yeah. If it's just turmeric on its own, then it's, it actually hasn't, unless you've already got the other stuff in your system, it won't actually make any difference. So you need both. Somebody's spending big on their uh, on their advertising budget at the moment. Got a load of celebrities uh, advertising these little turmeric uh, shots. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. <clears throat> you, can it a, you can buy it in a pot for like a quid. <laughs> If I touch the stuff in his house, everything goes yellow. I managed to spill it and it goes everywhere. <laughs> I've got but the Hamilton stuff. 
I get some like ch uh, chicken thighs, put a little bit of uh, turmeric, a little bit of black pepper all over them, kind of have like, you know, slightly kind of spiced, not spicy, but you know, kind of spiced uh, chicken. That stuff is like radioactive yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and you drop it like a drop it on the work surface, it's, it's you know, it's burning through the work surface like somehow. <laughs> it's, it's going everywhere. You've got no chance. Yeah, don't don't use it when you've got a gear on. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Don't use it when you've got a gear on. Totally different. Have you seen? This might not come across very well on audio. Have you seen? <laughs> guess what's coming? Have you seen um, Jeff's triangle detail on the failed sit-up sweep to triangle today? What? The same setup you normally use, but the one where you sit up and you you, you miss the hand. No. <laughs> okay, everyone, go and watch it. <laughs> um, puts he brings the knee up, so not the leg that's going to wrap around the neck. Mm -hmm. The other leg. Hang on, let me think about it. He sits up. Yeah, the other leg. He brings it up over their back. And uses it as a hanger over their back, but it traps their arms super high. Right. And then he comes back through, and then it's it's finished as he lands it, because he's right, right, right. the other arm up and his <laughs> underneath their armpit over their back. And he, it shows him using it in one of his MMA matches, um, and him teaching it on the mat. And it's um, yeah, pretty spectacular. It's just that little added detail. Whereas we were just doing the one where you kind of catch the head as you go through, as you pull the leg back. And you kind of stay where you yeah. are and then wrap it all up. He just lands it, wraps it all up. Yeah, it's nice little, just tightens it up. Little detail. Anyway, that was just something I'd seen today. It reminded me that I should uh, mention it. I'm trying to find it. We, we, we've got a couple of questions on YouTube, by the way. We ha Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so Joe's asked two questions. First one, she said, Have you put on any, on any lockdown weight? All of the weight. Yes. I don't <laughs> I haven't weighed myself in a couple of years. I don't know, but yeah, probably. I can I've just tell I've got fatter. Yeah, I've not weighed myself, but I'm definitely heavier. Mm. Yeah, and it's getting yeah. harder to shift. Say that again, Rob. It will melt away once we get back on the mats. One hundred percent. Yeah, my daily needs will go up. You know what? The best thing for me would be not sitting about two meters away from the fridge. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. We need to take a picture, Pete, like this or something, like, and post it to him so that he puts it on the fridge, don't you dare? Maybe <laughs> over there somewhere. Um, yeah, second question she asked was, how old were you all when you started jiu-jitsu? Older than a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I was... This is rough because it was it was between I was either twenty nine or I was thirty and I can't remember which way around it was I can't remember. Same for me I think because it was um it, it depends what what time it you know if we started if Florence started at like two thousand ten was it the very end of it which would make me thirty or would it have been a bit earlier in that year which would have made me twenty nine but yeah pretty much thirty. I'm trying to think when I went. Sure you nick a year for me. I'm still sure you do. Because <laughs> when you start talking about two thousand and ten like that. It, it can't be that you were training for two whole years before me. Well, I, was training, I was training for a year before it was uh, um, before Lawrence had anything. 
I was training jiu-jitsu with Dan for a, and training with Murray for a year before I got fed up of getting knocked out every night. <laughs> and then uh and then i um and then lawrence went to train with the masters um and then got hooked up with Marcel. and then when he brought it to the club that's when i wasn't i stopped training with dan but i definitely did at least 12 months of it before then so yeah sure just um, missed by Sean Peck just messaged when we said, how old were you when you started jiu-jitsu? He said, not as old as me. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. That's true. I reckon um, he has about three of them turmeric shots a day, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> um, 31 and a half then. 31 and a half. Did you say you came to the first Master's Hour seminar? My first seminar was um, Master Sauer and Alan Manganello. So what? At you, the club or at the hall? My, my first one was when it was... Um, do you remember when, when, when Alan said, right, anyone know the armbar? And then you 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 stepped up, put the armbar on him. Then that was that was Marcus. That was what? Sorry, that was just Alan. Just Alan. Yeah, that was 2012. Haldor was there. Haldor. I can remember how my first recollection of Haldor was him out because it was boiling hot that weekend, and he was out on the mats outside the uh, gym, and uh, he was doing all of his Jane Fonda warm up stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thir- 31 and a half. I started at least 16 years too late. So it must have been Alan then. Um, so what was the first time that I met Master Sarah in Iceland then? Because I missed Sorry. the next seminar. Yeah, must it must have been. been. Must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can still remember what. What Alan August, August, seminar as well. Billy. Say again. That seminar was August 2012. Yeah, I started in the, the the July, I think. Yeah, there you go. Okay, there's your there's your date for you. Work out how old you were. You would have been what? Uh, 31 and a half. Yeah, 31 and a half. There you go. Back to the number you said anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 going with it because I don't care how long it takes. <laughs> um yeah. I wish I'd have started when I was younger, though. It was tricky, though, because it didn't... I was thinking about it the other day, and it didn't... Not didn't exist, but, you know, it was so unheard of to some extent that that you'd have struggled to even have it in your consciousness. I am... Um, or find it, or bump into it by accident, you know? I'm sure, I'm sure all the way back then, when I was growing up, there was there was talk of it where I grew up. And then now when I hear the stories about where um, people like Mark Walder, you know, trained out of and other people, um, you know, in their early days where they were training, it was just up the road from where I lived. So it was it was there and thereabouts. And it was weird because it wasn't until I was maybe 21, 22. Yeah, about 22. I went to stay at the weekend at my brother's and he was like, oh, I've got this video of UFC. Should we watch that? 
And uh, yeah, we watched UFC one, and I was like, ah, oh, it's that jujitsu thing. I know. And it was like, it was still there. I still like remembered about it. And then it took for Martin to keep trying to strangle me on the train. Um, uh, and then, yeah, convinced me to come down. But no, it was uh, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I th- the other thing I think as well is I'm, I couldn't be more happy with who we train with and who our instructors are and the association we're in in terms of the connections and how close to the source it is and all of that stuff that if I'd gone a different path I wouldn't have that like part of my part of the reason for sticking with it so much when you know when Lawrence decided to change and things like that then was because of the people that we knew as part of the association and things and because of you know, you know, Master Sauer and having him as the head of the association in terms of, again, being so close to the source and having someone who's so unique with their jiu-jitsu. And then Alan as our sort of lead, I wouldn't have, I didn't want to lose that. That was the bit as much as anything that, you know, and knowing that we were doing the right sort of jiu-jitsu. That, that was the thing for me. There was never a question that I would change from that. Even as a lowly blue belt, that was... Uh, and now I'm just a lowly purple belt. Same lowly feeling. <laughs> Different belt colour. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'll be a lowly black belt. Must admit, I'm a, I'm a bit kind of uh, what's the word like like nervous again about getting actually getting back on the mats. I can't, I'm I'm having those kind of like those uh, those exciting kind of like. Like, like emotions and feelings again like like I did right the way back when and just talking about when we started jiu-jitsu it was kind of like stirring up oh I'm just glad Pete was nice to me and he would go slow and he would just get to a position like you were saying like move for move you were saying right and what do you do from this position Pete Pete was nice to me Rob you weren't <laughs> <laughs> Rob just used to like like murder me he still does but he used to murder me and, and, <laughs> but, but if it weren't for Pete being nice I think I'd have uh, yeah, I might have been scared off. Jacked it in by them. So thanks, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody else out, out there wants to say thanks, Pete. Yeah, and, and, and actually, you know, thanks, Rob, because if it weren't for you uh, murdering me all the time, I don't think I'd have uh, a, a good as neck as I've got and uh, <laughs> And the, and the resistance and the resilience that's that's uh, been built up over the years. But yeah. So I tried to get that point across. When was it? I can't remember which podcast. I don't think I articulated it very well with someone. And I was trying to ask, like, when is the... I think it was when we were talking to Bill, actually. I think he did address it, to be fair. I think it's, when is the time, how much beating should go on and how much... You know, being nice should go on. Are we talking about rolling with Bill or just general people? Well, I don't know. We could expend, extend it to normal people. Okay, that's fine. Because <laughs> I'm not normal, no. no. Not anymore. <laughs> um, I I miss, not miss, miss is the wrong word, because I, I can still do it with, you know, certain people at any time. But I, I'm glad we had that small group of craziness where we just used to try and kill each other <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning, because I think it's 
built some resilience that I wouldn't otherwise have. Possibly, mm. maybe, maybe not. Maybe I had it anyway, and that was why I was like that. But yeah, I think I was thinking about that earlier. Actually, that's a bit. That's a, I was. It's kind of like that. Even doing like Dicker's gradings and things like that. That that builds resilience in you that never really leaves you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've got, and again, I've got sort of Dan and TSG to thank for that as well because I used to get beaten up every night, um, and I didn't, you know, ever quit or say no, I've had enough. It, you know, just you just keep plodding on, you know, you keep going, and I know that's not for everyone. <laughs> I know that's not for everyone. I'm glad I had it, but I wonder how important it is in terms of uh, at some point having a bit of it a taste of it depends i don't think i don't think it's massively important for everyone i don't think you have to rush somebody to experience that i think no. that they'll they i think they'll find it at their own um you know at their own pace so I, I, I you know i think a lot about you know some of the more recent people that have joined the gym you know more than happy to take part in the classes very um you know picky choosy who who they will kind of roll with when it comes to the sparring part of class and and that's perfect for me because that means that they're getting you know as much as they want um but no more but no more um and i think as long as as long as everybody is you know knows and is comfortable that they can say no to roll with anybody you know it doesn't have to be a reason it's not causing any offense you know um i think that's all right but equally, you know, as they get more confident, they will experience more and more. And they might ask you just, oh, yeah, just, just do what you would normally do tonight. And it's like, okay, right now, now, now you're, you know, now you want to start to, yeah, now you want to start to see what it's about, it's, which is good, which is good. Yeah. I, I want as many, obviously, I want as many people to do it as possible. And that's because I, I want everyone to experience the benefit of it that we've talked about the whole, you know, whole way through tonight but I want yeah but I'm glad I had that beating <laughs> maybe for my personality that sounds a bit like Stockholm syndrome to me Katie yeah exactly yeah yeah but maybe I because of my personality that's what I needed yeah but like even with Aaron so even like, like the kids that you know you see you, you know, thank you for muting us in between um you know demo <laughs> Because uh, yeah, me and Aaron will have a little um, roll around and a play. And at the start of lockdown, you know, if I got to mount, I wouldn't even get to a low mount, and Aaron would be like, "Tap out, get off me, get off me, get off me." Now he's like, he's he, he kind of like he's like hanging around a bit, and you can hear him like going through the motions of like, "Oh, this is uncomfortable," but yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm not going to just give in to this. And like the the, the 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 strides that he's taken, and and actually quite how comfortable he's getting being in that those uncomfortable positions it amazes me and uh yeah you just gotta gotta let them gotta let them find it in you for themselves yeah i don't yeah. know what I'm, i don't know what i'm creating with Aaron. hopefully uh hopefully somebody nice and humble like the uh yeah yeah he will be they'll all go through their phases won't they of of no you know they'll go through that realization of suddenly they'll realize they have got a superpower over everybody else their age and that's where it's the the risky time for them that maybe you know it's keeping them in check at that point, but then eventually it'll come come back round full circle. Um, I think <laughs> maybe. 
Or we're creating monsters, who knows? But no, anyway. not monsters. they're lovely actually. But I did like it. I don't know if you heard it in class the other day when we were doing we were doing it. And uh I don't know if it was Aaron, it might have been actually Sophia when she didn't want to do the third version. And did you hear someone else in the background? I can't remember who it was saying, see, someone else does it just what you do as well. I was cracking up. <laughs> uh, you do that too. Uh, genius. So I think every parent is is saying exactly the same thing behind mute as uh, as we're saying about like they just don't want to do that move right now. You know, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And I don't think it like me on the outside. Again, having the the benefit of being out and looking on the outside and laugh is that I don't think it makes any difference to the class at all when they don't want to do it or you know they're messing around. I almost think it adds the entertainment value of the class. And I think it makes, <laughs> for me anyway, I think I love it when they're, they're not doing what they're supposed to. And the, um, but I think as well, it makes it real for everybody else. I think it helps everybody else in the class, all the other parents out there that are doing the jujitsu with their kids. I think the fact that sometimes when you guys are helping out and they're demonstrating for us, that they don't want to do it or they want to laugh halfway through or they want to watch the TV themselves on the TV. I think that really helps all the other parents to feel better about what's happening on their side of the camera. Because they're currently going through a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, like in, in class, and this is one of the things that I think maybe we should uh, we should change. In class, we might get, a, you know, different children to come up and say, right, who thinks that they can demonstrate snake bite or whatever, or, you know, different move, Upa, trap and roll, anything. Um, and I think now they've, they've been doing it so well for the last kind of, you know, two months at least. Instead of always coming to like Aaron, for example, to show a technique, I think you could go to, you know, easily you could go to Lucas, you could go to Emma, Annie, you know, those ones that have been like consistent all the way through. Um, and you easily get them to, uh, to demonstrate a move. And it'll be, it'll be a nice change for them as well. Another another little layer. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, but you don't have to like just like drop it on them. Like it's the same as we were doing in class. Who wants to come up and try and demonstrate this one? Who thinks they know this one? You know, yeah, I think that'd be good. That's a good idea. Chris asked a question as well. I don't want to gloss over the fact that he asked a question. Um about where was it? Let me put it in his words. Do you remember the first stripes you awarded as instructors? No. We're not going to do a day port and give you the date and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I remember. Uh, it wouldn't have been until we started our own club, would it? So, yeah, it would have been... Five years ago, and it could have been... Yeah. We, we stretched them out a while, staff. We didn't we? Can we yeah. So it's probably like... Sorry, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it might have been Sean. Could have been. Might have been... Might have been uh, Kieran, yeah. Um, maybe Ali. I don't know. Maybe yeah. one, of, one, of, one of those three, probably. I saw, I saw a memory pop up actually, um, and it was when we came back from Iceland with my blue belt. And I think it might have been your first stripes that you uh, you delivered, and it was to Ali um, on the way back uh, from from you know when when the club started. Right. I think it was Ali. I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say it was Ali. 
Yeah, you might be right actually because yeah, we, we kind of got the we got the blessing to do so, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because we yeah we wouldn't have gone through all the affiliation stuff until then. For us, I think I'm yeah. going to say I've never put a strike on anyone. Uh, what about um, kids? Oh, there's Ruben, but yeah, maybe it was Ali. I don't know. He's, he's a, there'll be a couple of seconds behind us. Remember, yeah. um, you, you've, you've done Connor's belt and Aaron's belt. Yeah, but that's not that's that's. Uh, I'm I'm saying I've never put a strike on anyone yet. <laughs> Apart from Connor and Aaron. Apart no, but that's that's different. That's lockdown. <laughs> no. It's not no. when we're back in person, you can strike the kids. No, no, not doing no, it. Not doing it. Not happening. Not it. That's 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 like pressure I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> here's a um here's a positive note to not end on because it doesn't necessarily matter to be the last thing. We'll probably come out to something else. Sophie asked this question and I had it down as a thing anyway. Very topical and dangerous. What do we think about a certain instructor? I'm not even going to go into who it was because we'll generalise. A certain instructor has uh, been popular recently for disbanding mixed classes. There's, what we're talking about. <laughs> there's that awkward silence. So there was a case in the States or in Brazil where a female grappler has made complaints about their instructor and the offset was that he then cancelled um, mixed classes to avoid. I think this is since lock since lockdown's over and classes have resumed. They've resumed not being mixed. Yeah, yeah, and they've resumed not being mixed. But there, apparently there was a retraction. So this is this is basically BJJ news section. Um, but there was a retraction. Sophie then said to me that there was a retraction or there was a change. There was a statement, and I hadn't seen it. No, I haven't seen it before. Um, I was just trying to find it to find out what the retraction was. But because Sophie asked, I think I think it's an interesting kind of like just topic anyway. Um, yeah. I, I think I think mixed classes are, are a good thing, personally. And I think I, I'd always encourage mixed classes, certainly like with our setup. Um, I think they're they're absolutely fine. I think if 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 I had my own school and I had kind of the luxury of like my own space and, and being able to put on a kind of a wider program, I would be tempted to probably put on a, a, a ladies only um, class because I think that some um, more accessible. Some, some people would just much prefer to to train you know just with women you know so. So I think uh, that it would be a, it would be a nice luxury. But I think you know what I mean. I, I, I'm it's late. I'm losing my words. But I think <laughs> some ladies would prefer to just train with ladies. Um, would you make that class a female instructor as well? Well, again, if you had the luxury of having a, a, you know a, 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 an instructor that was a lady to be able to teach it, then. Then yes, I think that the, the, there's a there's a there's a benefit to kind of offering that as a service, but um, 
but I'd, I'd always come back and think to myself, you know, what is the main reason why people are trying to train jiu-jitsu? And it's that self-defense and it's that trying to keep safe. And I would I would always kind of, you know, I'd have the conversation with, um, you know, the people that are training, you know, what is it that you're trying to stay safe from? You know, who are you most likely to be attacked by? Is it a man or a woman? And, and whether or not they're comfortable to train, you know, every technique, you know, at the outset with, you know, with men, I would encourage them at a point in time to come along and try and join in with the, you know, with the, oh, with the mixed class, yeah. you know, for sure, because um, that's the reason why they I would say that's the, the main reason why, why, why people are training. You can't always guarantee that you're only ever going to be attacked by a, a woman. So you need to be able to try it against somebody, you know, like we always say with jiu-jitsu, bigger, stronger. Um, but I do, I do appreciate that, you know, just the size difference, the strength difference, whatever, you know, it, it can be quite an intimidating thing for, for, for people to get on the mats and do that straight off. There, there's some kind of, there's some, there's some baggage involved with the positions you might end up in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so no, I think it's, it'd be great to be able to offer it, but um, yeah. I think there's something lost, isn't there, in not doing mixed classes. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, 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 it, it's, it's, a, it's an added extra to have the have it split, but I think that's that's not the main the main structure of the, of the setup. I think about it from the other way around as well. I know that when we had just male classes, not because by design, but just that's who showed up to join and train, that you get a you get a nicer app and not again, no, it's the wrong word because it wasn't like it was a horrible atmosphere. You get a very male atmosphere. And when you start getting women involved in the class, it actually improves the atmosphere in terms of makes it a, it makes it a, obviously a more diverse atmosphere. And you start to, it starts to bring down the level of intensity from everyone trying to kill each other the whole time to actually starting to, I think it helps with doing jujitsu the way you should do it, which is always assume that person is bigger and stronger. So for example, people are, if they're training with someone smaller, if it's a guy, they're less likely to absorb that and go, actually, I'm going to dial it back a bit because I'm bigger and heavier than if they're, well, most decent people anyway, if they're training with a with a female. I also think that it's improved as well with the the kind of the teenagers joining for the yeah. same for the same reason in terms yeah. of... yeah. You know, instead of instead of I don't know getting away with what you might get away with with somebody that's a similar size as you, you do have to be so much more aware of your weight distribution and where you're, you know, where, you know. But again, not everybody's going to experience that because we do we are we are a bit selective with regards to you know who we pair with who, mm -hmm. so that you know new people, you know, or the juniors, they're not just going to you know be put with somebody that that, that potentially untrained could hurt them. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's just sensible instruction. Isn't it? That's just sensible management of a club in that it's no slight against the people you don't put them with. It's just some people are better at that than other people are. And some people, you know, and, and those those teenagers now are moving around the club more and working with a more you know greater variety of people as their skill level goes up as well. So that goes on. Joe's just said, obviously, she, you know, where is it? She likes training with men because, yeah, I'm doing it for self-defense reasons, so I want to know if I can fight a man. <laughs> the answer is yes, you can. definitely can. Yes, yeah. you are. Yeah, you definitely can. So, 
yeah there you go yeah i think it's interesting i think it yeah i think it helps with the purity of keeping it you know pure in terms of yeah from the self-defense point of view and, and grace I think, it's, I think it's, it's nice to be able to offer that as an intro though like a women's only yeah. class i think just to to kind of you know get people comfortable with the moves um, yeah no i think it's a good idea i think it's a yeah, I mean, you run the women in or the, the you know the, the women's self defense like workshops mm -hmm. and stuff like that, don't you? Which is, yeah, yeah, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, yes, good. It's a good intro for, for, for people to see what it's about. Um, I think that that sort of class would 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 also work and complement, but I don't know. I, I, I think, I think for some for someone. I don't know, I'm probably going to be a bit controversial, but for somebody to say that, you know, mixed classes are banned, there's there's something wrong maybe with the culture. Um, because I think if you've got a, a completely safe, open, transparent school with a decent, you know, culture, good people, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to have you know, okay. anybody, anybody on the mats at the same time. Exactly. I think that's the best way of putting it, to be honest. I'll get off my soapbox now. No, I think it's the right way of putting it. I think... Um... Rob and I were talking about this. It's a change of swerve of direction slightly in that we, um, he, these people, humans, get idolised and get idolised in a way that doesn't accept fault. And so we've got to stop expecting, yes, you should expect certain things like not to be harassed, not, you know, all of those things. But I think there's an over idolization of some of these. If they're good at something, they should be idolized on every basis. Yeah, and I think you should. I think we should take people for what you appreciate them for, and if they have all those other things as well, that's amazing. You should expect certain levels of decency, absolutely. But I don't think we should be holding people up as moral messiahs there you yeah. go discuss <laughs> whoa deep, oh, deep um, nobody's infallible exactly i guess there's 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 potentially there's cracks in in anybody um, i think it's in that bill and i think sometimes people they won't see the cracks you know because that is their idol yeah, a blind spot because they idolise them for another another aspect of their uh, physicality or mentality or whatever you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. But I, I don't. I don't know that I idol anyone. To be honest, that's the thing. Um, it's a realistic but, thing to do. But I don't. I don't know if that. I mean, obviously, there's there's parts of things that I admire about people, what they achieve, what they, you know what they've been able to accomplish or you know whatever whatever but yeah i don't just because of one aspect of them is something that's like admirable doesn't necessarily mean that that, that, that they are yeah, exactly that, that, that's that. It, but it's being more granular in your in, in what's Apart going on you though rob <laughs> from you rob i i i'd like you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has got one unit of a person. They've got different. Everyone's got different facets, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, right. I think someone does something completely egregious. That's different. Yes. 
But if it's an absolute negative, that's different. Yeah. But if it's kind of like a on the line, like I wouldn't have done it, but I'm not you, so okay, that's a different thing. Yeah. I think you see people getting very, I know it's the outrage culture as well, but you see people getting very, um, very upset because, because they've idolized that person. So they, because they've put them on this pedestal, when they find out that there's something that's not quite in their moral code. And again, we're not talking about this incident. It's a, it's probably a bad follow on in a way, because it's, you know, this is a, you know, if, you know, the allegations are correct, it's a clear cut, you know, throw away the key type thing but it's but again it's just do you, you yeah people seem to get really upset because they've held this person up as this massive idol and then they see the crack and they go it's even more devastating it's a difficult one i think what you're talking about really is just like trust issues and you know you might trust somebody because they come with you know credentials of, of having earned a certain you know rank or degree in, in something that you want to learn from them but the second that you're kind of you know, within that sphere of, of an individual and then you start to get exposed to other aspects of what they are and you know i think yes it's you know it don't take long for, for trust to be broken and and it you know, so so I don't think that you can kind of separate the two, personally. Um, and I think if somebody does something you know bad like that, I, I don't have much. I don't have. I personally don't have. Kind of, I wouldn't have any tolerance or or, or be offering kind of second chances. And I think no, you 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 just know if you were close enough to a situation like that, you'd know. So, yeah, yeah, something like that is yeah. I'm, I, I think I'm probably pointing more at like little things that maybe differences of opinion to you or differences of, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. I'm, I'm flailing for, for a good example, but it's exactly what you said. It's, it's appreciated. You don't have to see eye to eye, but that, I mean like little, little things. So, you know, uh, you know, I don't know how you apply a cross choke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can we can we can apply a cross choke differently, and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to trust you, or I'm not going to kind of like like you or want to be around you. Um, no issues there, but for some of the big things, you know what you're talking about there. Yeah, there's no second chances on that for me. No, there's no yeah you have you have standards, and you have to you know stick to them and uphold them. But that's what I mean by you can't. Um, for that's a particularly egregious thing. So you expect certain moral. Yeah. Um, legal obligations of people yes it's it's the little things when people hold someone up as too much of an idol for something other than what they're delivering so for example this is a better example i think when you're teaching instructing personal training blah, 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 people see they get the very very best of you so if you judged hopefully it means I'm doing something right. But if you judged me by what you see of me every time I come to you come to a personal training session with me or a um, a class with me, you are getting the very best version. Oh, it's like a tagline for a company. You get the very best version of me. So then maybe when you see me, if you saw me 24-7 following me around with a camera, you'd go, oh, that's not the person. He's not the person I thought he was. 
he's not who I thought he was. That's probably more what I'm poking at. Yeah, I, I get that, what you're saying. I think there's an interesting dynamic with things like martial arts and specifically with jiu-jitsu because of the, such the, the close contact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, so personal training, you know, would I trust you? Would I get the best of you? You know, could you do something in, a, in, a, in an outside world sense that might make me kind of, you know, think of you in a different way? Yes, but would that stop me from having you be my personal trainer? Now, you're not necessarily touching me. You, you, you might demonstrate stuff, you know, swinging a kettlebell or, you know, stance whilst, you know, doing battle ropes or whatever. With, with um, martial arts and with jiu-jitsu, trust is a really, really important thing. As in, am I going to trust that you're going to respect my tap? Am I going to trust you that, you know... But just like you said earlier, the body positions that you get into, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of baggage that comes along with the, the positions that you get into. I think with jiu-jitsu, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a closer link um, that, yeah, you can't, you can't break that trust. Yeah, you know, if, if somebody, if, you know, and that, that's not just instructor, that's like training partners as well. You know, like if I'm training with somebody and I feel like, hang on a second, I tapped, but you were still putting that, you know, that Americana on for at least a couple of seconds. You know, there were two, there were three taps before you let that go. But, you know, am I going to, am I going to roll with you the next time? No. Am I going to roll with you, you know, am, am I going to roll with you again? Potentially not. It depends how I feel about whether or not that was on purpose or a genuine mistake. Yeah, there's, there's not, you know, was it once bitten? Was it, it's fool me once, fool me twice, you know. Fool me once, or fool me twice, I'm the fool, whatever it is, I can't think of the saying, but yeah. <laughs> with with jiu-jitsu, you can't afford to mess around. So I think there's a bigger there's a bigger link. Something a lot more real, I think, with with, with, with jiu-jitsu. You, you have to have more trust, don't you? you, you, mm. you know, ultimately, the, the position you're in, sort of, not just the physical position, but like what you're actually engaging in. Is something that could, if, if as you say, if the, if the person doesn't respect the respect the tap, that's your knee, elbow, wrist, neck done, isn't it? You know, yeah, surgeries. It might be lost money, lost work, what, you know, whatever. Not not good. It has to be much a much higher level of trust, you know, from the get go. And I, and I, and I think, and this is this is the thing. So if I think about, you know, I can't remember which. Um, if somebody's mentioned this on any of the podcasts, sorry, it's getting late and they're, they're all blurring, but kind of, it's not just about how good you are at jujitsu. Um, it's also about your, your, your moral compass and it's about how you conduct yourself and it's about how you kind of help others and it's about all of these other things. So I'd have, I'd have thought that the majority of people um, that, that get to those like upper and higher ranks, you know, that they, they would tend to be, good people i think to fool somebody for 10 years or more or whatever um it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be rare um but then that's not to say that people change as well along the way you know different events happen that cause people to, to behave differently who, who knows um, but I, I do think you know there's there's a lot to be said for you know holding you know, conducting yourself in a way is expected, you know, before you can achieve those those upper belts. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure if I was a complete, you know, the fact that you trust new people to train with me when they walk through the door makes me think that I must be doing something right for you too. 
Um, if you didn't, if you started never letting anybody new train with me, I'd actually probably stop and say to you guys, what is it? Have I done something wrong? But, you know, so, you know, I'd be wanting to learn. So yeah, I, there's, 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 there's something about your conduct as well, I think. You think there's something about the age of some of these instructors and the culture they come from as well, that some of them, again, some of them, very small minority, we're not talking about, you know, very many, we're talking about individuals that, that changes that as well, that they have, they've grown up in a culture that's less respecting. And so although they are very respectful in a lot of other ways, there are certain behaviours that are, again, it doesn't excuse it, I'm playing devil's advocate, but it doesn't excuse it, but that it um, it makes it more likely because of the setting they were brought up in and the culture they were brought up in, etc. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think oh. if you spend your life, you know, getting to a point you know, then you have your schools and then you have people kind of constantly looking up to you. And then maybe you have like moves named after you or you, um, you know, it's kind of like your, your ego's like, you know, potentially getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where you you don't, um, I don't know, you, maybe you think that, you know, some of the rules don't apply. Or maybe you think that you're yeah. beyond, you know, some of those, you know. Yeah, the ego can come back around. So everyone talks about how jiu-jitsu gets rid of the ego. Actually, one is you've got to keep it in check so that it doesn't come back around. Start to believe your own hype. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's 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 things in there that are uh, there's lots of things in there, Pete, that probably uh, make people feel like they're above above uh, above the law, so to speak, or whatever. It's interesting, tragic, obviously, for people involved, but it's um, and obviously more than just a discussion in terms of how it affects them. But yeah, interesting. Change the topic. Do something fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's do something fun. We'll finish on something more. Who that question, Sophie? Yeah. Send in a fun question now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Probably not listening anymore. <laughs> yeah, she switched off before we got to a question. Yeah. Anyway, where do we think we're going? What's the evolution for us? You getting back on the mats would be a good start. Getting back on the mats. What are we going to work on? What are you going to work on, Billy? Hooper. <laughs> Why change the habit of a lifetime? Uh, yeah, I told you I'm going to be unpredictable, and uh, and I'm going to be tapping a million times. That's nice. it. That's it. Tapping That's a million it. times. I will. I will. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to put my my lockdown mount pressure on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll still be playing uh, like a bottom game somewhere, you know, <laughs> underside control. Uh, <laughs> guard. Oh, maybe I should try, try and actually get a guard again. Oh, okay. 
Good God. Sounds fun. Yeah. But no, instead of uh, instead of moves, I'm doing concepts. So no, I'm just going to be messing around with frames. I'm just going to be awkward. What more awkward? More awkward, you mean? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the plan. Just just be more and more and more awkward. I like it. Frames is going to be awkward without doing moves. There you go. Frames is good. Yeah, I can't wait. How long we got to wait? Is it two weeks? Two months? Two years. Don't we, buddy? Yeah, who knows? We'll wait for the the, uh, announcements to let us know. As soon as possible, but no sooner. Mm. We can always fly to Iceland, train there and then come back. Desperate times call for desperate measures. We might have to. (laughs) Before I get so scared, there'll be like, uh, I might actually turn up to class with a white bill. I just do that. Put my white belt on again. Yeah. There you go. Can't remember anything. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Did Sophie ask the fun question? No. No. She hasn't, she, hasn't she hasn't come back to us. Shocking. 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 Well, um, I think we should probably call it. I'm done. Call yeah. it. I think we're all done. So, having worried about having nothing to talk about, <laughs> we've gone on longer than normal. <laughs> you and your politics, political questions. Uh, we were over time before I even started that one. <laughs> so, we'll end it. Thank you very much, guys, who have watched on YouTube. Thank you, everybody who has logged on and done it on iTunes or has subscribed. If you haven't already, can you please hit the YouTube subscribe button or the subscribe button on iTunes? We are also now available on Spotify, although there's a few episodes that aren't on there because of Spotify only accepting a certain um, type of file in the first couple of files or some of the files in the middle um, weren't on that format so there's there's not really any way that we can get those on there so we apologize for that but everything from now on is on there um, and there are a few back um, back episodes on there so that's cool um, we'll be back next week hopefully with some guests so you don't have to listen to us so much and you can listen to people that actually know what they're talking about yeah, um, yeah. Um, so thank you everyone that subscribed already please do that please support the show share leave comments um it really helps out on boosting us up and we'll keep doing them if people keep listening so awesome thank you very much see you later